0: This is the True Self Manifestation Podcast with your host, Angel Nudo. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, certified clinic coach, and a little woo with a passion for manifestation and internal family systems. Through the years, I noticed that new age manifestation practices relied on spiritual bypassing and positive thinking only, instead of getting to the root of potential blocks and barriers for building your self-worth. Then... I found internal family systems and it changed the way I saw manifestation. Each week, I will discuss how to use IFS to tap into your true self energy, build your worth, and work with the parts that are sabotaging your manifestations and, frankly, your life. This is not the law of attraction, this is getting to the root of what's blocking. Your manifestations so that you can be open to the universe and manifest the life you've always wanted. So, join me on this journey to learn how to live in alignment with your true self and break free from limiting beliefs, past programming, conditioning, expectations, and societal pressures, and the other things that are keeping you stuck from living your best life. It's not a coincidence you're here. Welcome to the True Self Manifestation Podcast hello everybody welcome to episode 9 of the true self manifestation podcast today i wanted to really get into blocks if you've been listening to the podcast or you've been following me on social media you know i talk a lot about like past programming conditioning limiting beliefs and all of those things and that they block and sabotage our manifestations. So today I wanted to go further into these because it is really, really important for our manifestation practice to understand what these blocks are, where they're coming from, so that we can not have them blocking our manifestations, really. And I want to make clear that when I'm talking about these blocks, I'm not saying that we do this consciously. This isn't about self-blaming. These things happen subconsciously. So much so that when it does happen, we feel like we have no control over it. But with awareness of our past and our patterns, I can assure you that we have more control than we really think. So let me start. From the beginning. What is manifestation? Manifestation is the process of transforming your desires and ideas into reality. It's based on the belief that the universe is constantly giving you what you focus on. So by focusing on your desires through intentional actions, you can manifest them into your life. And for manifestation to work, we must believe in ourselves and really, truly believe it to our core. We must believe that we can have what we desire. Now, you've probably have seen so many people manifesting successfully and you don't get how this is happening. Maybe because you notice that they're not actually good people. This is the thing. It's not about good or bad when it comes to self-worth. People can be selfish, self-righteous, unkind, but they believe in themselves. They have self-worth, high self-worth. I mean, look at Donald Trump, for example. How has he been able to get where he is? He feels inherently worthy First of all, as a white, cis, heterosexual man in America, but also he's also came into a world that already had money. So that's another leg up. So he has two up, right? He does already, he already feels inherently worthy. And if you want to hear more about that, that idea and that notion of kind of how we look at society and our cultures and how it actually messes with our self-worth inherently, go check out how to manifest what you want if you haven't already. But yet culturally, in our society, women are taught at a young age not to really believe in themselves, to be small, not to be prideful, boastful, put others first. This is where the blocks begin to form. We also see how things play out in our home school, community, and on television, even if we aren't explicitly told something, we catch what is said to others. We notice cues, behaviors, social norms, and we internalize them. And associated with these limiting beliefs are shame, guilt, and embarrassment. That internalization is how these things get stored in our subconscious. They become invisible scripts that we base our world around. This is why I say that when we self-sabotage, I mean we're doing so subconsciously. And I want to mention that there are exceptions to the rules. There are things that can offset these programming and conditioning, including having a loving family that treated everyone in the house equally, despite gender. Or caregiver roles were not the social norms, like say mom was the breadwinner and dad stayed at home and there was no animosity or resentment around it. Or maybe you had a really supportive role model or teacher that believed in you and pushed you to be the best. These are things that can boost our self-worth. This is how people can believe in themselves and have a great sense of worth. They are internalizing in different different invisible scripts. These invisible scripts become stories we tell ourselves, and these stories keep us stuck. To give you an example, I'm gonna share a story. Growing up, I was told that if I wanted money, I should marry quote unquote rich. For real. I was not told that if I wanted money, I should work hard, go to college, get a good job. No, I was told to find somebody with money and marry them. Now, how does this break down into programming, conditioning, limiting beliefs? First, you might've guessed, I internalized the idea that I wasn't the one to make enough money, that I wasn't good enough or smart enough to do the things I needed to be a high earner or to be successful, which led to feeling really shitty about myself. Second, it also told me that I couldn't rely on myself, that I needed someone else to take care of me. Again, here comes that not good enough feeling. And if I don't do this, I will fail at life. Third, I wasn't good with money, so why bother? Instead, find someone else to deal with it and manage it. The thing is, my parents never said I wasn't good enough, although I was told I wasn't smart enough. But if I asked them about it today, well, my father, because my mother has since passed away, but if I asked him, he would most likely be appalled at this very notion of it. But. It's how I internalized it. And this internalization became invisible scripts and evolved into limiting beliefs. These limiting beliefs were that I was not good enough. I was not smart enough. I need someone else to take care of me. I am a failure. I can't be successful. I am not good with money. Needing someone else to manage the money for me which also brought up feelings of that shame, that guilt, that embarrassment. So where did all of this lead me? Now, I would love to say that I didn't let any of it get to me, but that's not true. It also didn't go the way you might think either. The funny thing is, is I have this part of me that rebelled against everything my parents said. To a detriment, I might add. So no, I didn't marry rich. Either time. I'm on my second marriage. That's a story for another day. But this rebellious part instead found people that my parents would disapprove of. And that's where it became detrimental to me. I was not going to pick the kind, sweet, generous person. No. I chose the emotionally unavailable The ones I would have to chase down. Since I didn't feel great about myself, I wound up in relationships that were not healthy. Toxic at times. And since I didn't feel good enough about myself, I got hurt a lot. And I stayed in some relationships longer than I should have. Ultimately, I was selling myself short. But I didn't believe I could do better. And since that rebellious part was running the show, I thought this was in my best interest overall. However, that part was just protecting the part of me that wasn't feeling good enough, trying to make it so it wouldn't feel hurt and pain, that shame, that guilt, that embarrassment, all of those things. But it did anyways because of how I was treated in those relationships. Oh, And the money aspect of it all. I sucked with money for a long time. How I still struggle at times with it, if I'm going to be honest. And that's because of these invisible scripts, these limiting beliefs. With the aspect of money, it also matters how money was discussed and handled at home as well. So if you heard things like money is the root of all evil, or money changes you, or nasty things about people with money, you begin internalizing a script that money is no good, which is furthest from the truth, for real. Or if you're an artist, how many times have you heard the saying, starving artist, and how you shouldn't charge for your work, or you need to suffer to get out there, right? You hear that with people that are like tarot readers, psychics, energy workers, that idea of like you shouldn't charge for your work. I mean, people need to make money. I mean, this is the point. And it's very like patriarchal not to allow women to make money, but that's a whole other thing. Um, And as a social worker, I heard we don't do this job for the money. By the way, what? No. I remember once speaking out against this at an old job. And they actually tried shaming me for talking about getting paid more, using the idea that we were here to help people. How dare I ask for money? How can I be so selfish? Meanwhile, the CEO is making tons of money. Anyway, okay. Again, these are invisible scripts that become internalized and programmed into our subconscious and we run on them. Another thing I picked up growing up was if women put themselves first, they are selfish, especially mothers. I had a friend whose mother went to Europe for a month every year to visit family. I remember my mother talking about how selfish it was for her to leave her children for that month each year with their father, who, by the way, was capable of raising them, and that she should be home, not gallivanting, around Europe. Other invisible scripts I've heard, you must be productive, relaxing is a luxury, or relaxing is laziness. We must always be productive, always doing something. These are all wrapped up in our sense of worth. Are you ready to end the unconscious cycles and patterns sabotaging your manifestations and experience true magnetism without the blocks from past programming, conditioning, and limiting beliefs so that you can manifest your most amazing life? If you said yes, then I invite you to check out my e-course, How to Manifest Without the Self-Sabotage. This e-course uses techniques from internal family systems to help you align with your true self-energy and begin working with those parts of you that have been sabotaging your manifestations. By using these evidence-based practices, you are shifting perception of yourself and the world around you at the root, helping you reprogram and retrain your brain so it is no longer running off of invisible scripts based on past programming, conditioning, and limiting beliefs. Use code 50OFF for $50 off your purchase of How to Manifest Without the Self-Sabotage eCourse. The link is in the show notes. Don't wait. Grab this transformative eCourse today and start manifesting your most amazing life. So what this told me was that women should sacrifice themselves, lose themselves for their families and partners. That your needs go unmet when getting married and having a family. Actually, you shouldn't even have needs outside of all of this. And you should just accept that. Granted, this thought process has come a long way. However, these things still get internalized. How often are women judging one another for, well, doing everything? Honestly, right? Women can't win. And that is in the eyes of other women. How dare you if you want to work when you have children? How dare you if you want to stay home? How dare you if you don't want to procreate at all? Instead, focus on yourself, your career, and travel around the world. This is because of the invisible scripts we hear and internalize, and when other women go against it, how dare they? Who do they think they are? But what we really mean is how dare us for not breaking this programming and conditioning. These fights between women also keep us small and focused on the wrong things. If we all accepted and supported one another without the jealousy and comparisons, we would be so powerful. And I think things would look a lot different. As I said in the beginning, manifestation works when we believe in ourselves. I hope now we can see how past programming, conditioning, societal norms, and expectations develop into limiting beliefs that impact the way we view ourselves. Limiting us from believing in ourselves. This is how these invisible scripts that we internalize, they block our manifestations. Parts of us take on new roles and jobs because of these invisible scripts. This includes vulnerable parts, holding on to those limiting beliefs of not feeling good enough, smart enough, not worthy, feeling like a failure, whatever the limiting beliefs are, and the protector parts, acting out the script in an attempt to protect the system from feeling the hurt, pain, shame, embarrassment, and guilt from that vulnerable part. This is why we play small, why we people-please. We become perfectionists, critical of ourselves, and judgmental towards others. We become caretakers, putting our needs last. We get taken advantage of. We get into bad relationships. We don't feel confident to take healthy risks because what if? We don't ask for that raise that we deserve. Does any of this sound familiar to you? This is why positive thinking alone doesn't work when we are manifesting. Positive thinking is done on a conscious level. These limiting beliefs are internalized in the subconscious. Remember that definition I gave at the top of the episode on manifestation? Manifestation is the process of transforming your desires and ideas into reality. And for manifestation to work, we must believe in ourselves and really truly believe it to our core, we must believe that we can have what we desire. This is when this internal work must happen. We must make shifts at the root in the subconscious. Again, positive thinking is that conscious level. It's not getting to the root. It's not mending those wounds from childhood. It's not taking away how we were programmed to think and feel about things. It's not deconditioning our thoughts and feelings that are so deep, we don't even realize that they are there until we explore it. Again, our manifestations are not going to come through until we're in our worth, until we believe in ourselves. We can't be in our worth if we're still running on these invisible scripts. But once we do... Once we begin exploring what our programming and conditioning are, once we take into account family pressures, societal norms, and expectations around us, such as the patriarchy, that evolve into limiting beliefs, we begin to see things more clearly. True self-us can separate or unblend from the parts. We gain awareness of these parts of us and how they are attempting to help us and help the system. And then you might wonder though, how, how do you know if a part is blocking a manifestation? So a great exercise to do is sit down, maybe have a pen and paper, and think about what it is that you want to manifest. Then sit with it, get quiet, bring true self energy in, notice what comes up, just notice, no judgment, write down whatever does come up, those thoughts, those emotions, any body sensations, whatever you notice when you're trying to focus on your manifestation. So say you want to manifest the love of your life. You sit with this intention and you hear yourself say, You'll never find someone that fits everything you want. Or this is impossible. All the good ones are taken, for example. The emotions that could that you could experience around this are anxiety, sadness, self-doubt. Maybe you feel a heaviness in your chest. These are the parts. These are the parts blocking your manifestations. Now that you know this, you can work with them. You can actually get into that true self and work with those parts instead of trying to invalidate, ignore, or other spiritual bypassing stuff that people try to do with this positive thinking, good vibes only thing. Now, this practice of gaining awareness of our invisible scripts and limiting beliefs on pat like beliefs based on past programming and conditioning isn't about blaming either. I hear this a lot. People don't want to blame their caregivers for how they were raised, often saying that they did the best that they could, that they meant well. And yes, yes, this is true. Sure. And actually, it's a good perspective to have. I am not saying that. However, you have to ask yourself, do all of the parts believe this? Or is there a part that thinks It's silly to go back into the past and open up old wounds. Let me tell you something. That part is just trying to keep you away from that hurt, vulnerable part that still feels like she is not good enough or unworthy. You have to ask this part to step aside. It's not helping. We need this information from the past to heal. So, again, it's not about pointing fingers, it's just about understanding. Why we do what we do. Does this fit with who we are? Who do we want to be? We all need this awareness so that we can tap into our true self energy and become self-led. And I talked a lot about this, about true self and how to get into true self energy in episode two. So I would listen to it if you haven't because I think it would be really helpful. By being in our true self energy, our intuition, our authentic self, higher self, whatever you want to call it, we are able to see things from a different perspective. When we are in true self energy, we can determine what is past programming, conditioning, and work with these parts to take on new jobs, roles, and reparent those vulnerable parts. This is how we break the patterns of limiting beliefs from the root. And we can ask, are these beliefs in alignment with us? I mean, it's probably a no. It's all about awareness, curiosity, understanding of what is blocking us and sabotaging us. What is keeping us small, disempowered. It's about becoming free from the baggage held in our subconscious so that we can become the best versions of ourselves. When we begin to do this, when we can tap into true self-energy and begin working with our parts, this is when we really begin to build that self-worth because we are getting to the root. We are making fundamental changes. You can tap into true self-energy and become aligned with the universe, no longer being blocked by your parts. Instead, you feel worthy, feel good about what you're putting out into the universe, and it won't need to feel forced. Like when we skip this step and go right into the positive thinking, good vibes only stuff. Since you're working with those parts, you're shifting your perceptions of yourself and the world around you. Will it be perfect? No, because perfection doesn't exist. But will you feel more in control of your internal world? Empowered? Worthy? Yes. And that means you will be able to handle what comes up. Not in a spiritual bypass type of way either, but in a, I can process my emotions effectively kind of way. I can advocate for myself because I know my worth. I can build healthy, trusting relationships. I can take healthy risks. I can be successful. This is what the universe wants. This is what true self craves. And this is when you set your intentions. You take aligned actions towards your manifestations, and you believe you can do it because I believe you can do it. Whew. So, I hope this episode was helpful. Um, you can always email me at angel at true self with any thoughts, uh, questions, anything, and. Uh, I hope y'all have a great day today. Thank you. Happy manifesting. Thank you for listening to the True Self Manifestation Podcast. Check out the show notes for any links mentioned here. And while you're at it, grab my free mindfulness check-in guide to help you reconnect with yourself. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review where you listen to podcasts. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Thanks again. See you soon.